tip. Good afternoon. It is November 1st, 2021. You're listening to A Little Column A, Little Column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Happy Halloween. Had the whole weekend to do Halloween festivities. I know you're not like the biggest Halloween costume person, but uh, did you get into any sort of uh, Halloween spirit and, and do anything? I handed out candy last night. And I chose to skip a Patriots game, which I anticipated to be very disappointing. And boy, was that the trick of the day right there. That was not the treat I was expected to get. That was a huge surprise. But I had a good time handing out candy. Saw a good amount of costumes. Uh, had, had a bit of a contest with a, a friend of the whole night. So you could get the most thank yous. I did not win. Uh, but, you know, it was, a, it was a good thing. I, I, I haven't handed out candy. I never really lived in a neighborhood. So that was something fun to do for once. What was the best costume that you saw? Uh, a lot of superheroes. I would say the Captain America one I saw was pretty awesome, and the accompanying sibling as Wonder Woman was a great pairing. So they they kind of they brought their A game both Ooh, of them across uh, cross comic book uh, companies. There, you know, they I are mean, just I, you know keeping the streets safe out allowed. here. Yeah, just you know doing God's work out here. They they were. Uh, <laughs> They, they they were great, very very cute outfits. Uh, I'd say superheroes were by far the the popular costume of choice. Uh, but I, that's probably is that ever gonna change? Like I feel like that was probably a trend for us. Like is is Batman, Superman, Captain America, Iron Man? Like is that ever gonna die down? Like is there ever gonna be an era where that's not a popular costume? Yeah, I don't think so. That's been around for a, for a long time, and it's just a just the easy one. I gotta imagine those are the ones when you go to the go to the store. There's the whole probably a whole aisle of which superhero would you like to be you know i think i think i saw some some witches and probably at least one star wars maybe two you know a couple of lightsabers it's, it's yeah it's it's it was fine you know i i never i don't live in a neighborhood i've only handed out candy one other time when i was in college the only other time i lived in like a neighborhood that you could actually do that so it was just a nice nice thing to do but i didn't miss the game as i said which I'd, I'm much more interested in talking about. Do you want to talk about Halloween more, or do you want you want to get into the... Whatever you want to talk about, you're you're leading the ship. Man, the Patriots won a game which I, I want to put a ton of value on because the Chargers, I think, up to this week, we would have said, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good team. But based on the last couple of weeks and some of the teams they have beat, you know, maybe, maybe they're not that good. Because I, I have a hard time believing that this Patriots team is as strong as they are. I think I think we're really well coached, but maybe under we're we're still the underdog. I think we're improving, but maybe not. I don't think we're entirely competing for a championship. Is really what I'm getting at here. And I don't think the Chargers are also competing for a championship. So I'm not going to get too overwhelmed by it. But I, at the end of the day, a win's a win. It's a win on the road. Although. Maybe you could even argue that it wasn't that much of a road game as well. I, I know there was definitely a representation of Patriot fans there. Boy, man, how 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 low of a fan base do you have to have to kind of get out out fanned out at at, at a, a city that's could be could that be any farther than than Boston? <laughs> I mean, how much farther distance is that from New England? It's literally the yeah, opposite end of the country. Yeah, I don't know if there's any any farther distance between teams. Maybe uh, maybe Seattle. I, I think that's. That's it's just embarrassing. I remember years ago there was a Steelers game in San Diego a Monday night, and I could just see the yellow in throughout San Diego the whole weekend, just everywhere. It's it's funny how certain fan bases travel, but you know what? We got the win. Did did you manage to watch the game? I, I did not. I I was so shocked to see the results at the end. And then the the more exciting thing was is I assumed we had like the game winning drive at the end. It, it feels like we actually got a stop here, which is something if we had done in a pre- couple games in the past. You know, our record could be a completely different record if we just got a couple stops or a stop at the end of the game. I was meeting with uh with, with some friends, some friends I haven't seen since before uh, COVID for uh, for a Halloween party. So they just had the uh, the one TV with uh, with football on, and we were closer to uh, to, to New York, and actually a bunch of uh, Jets fans. So they were very excited with the outcome of uh, of that game. So I like you kind of thought. We were playing uh, on the road against the Chargers. It's like, I'm pretty sure the Chargers are good, and I'm not convinced that we are good. So it was not a, I'm going to be on my phone the whole time, try to be, you know, an adult. But once it got into the fourth quarter, and it was close, like, oh, this is a this is a pleasant surprise. And so I, I definitely uh, kept kept touch 
uh, with, with the score at that point. And once we got the uh, the, the pick six, it was definitely definitely excited. Like you said, we had not really been getting stops, and this was like, well, we're going to need to get a stop here at some point. And then rather than getting a stop, we give the ball to the offense. The defense was like, we're just going to take care of this. I'll, I'll just take it in. No problem. I hope this could potentially be a season-saving victory right here. Because if we lose this game, the trend is – is, is, we're not going in the right direction if we blow this game. And it was, a, again, a game I didn't really have high expectations of losing. I was really pretty much anticipating that, all right, we're 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 officially in rebuild mode. Like, we're – this is this is the plan. But Well, know, especially, too, when uh, it's like we've played in these close games, and so you kind of have the, like, all right, yeah, we got – you know, we're, we're kind of, like, in the mix a little bit. But then I can't remember what podcast I was listening to that brought it up that was, like, you know – who your three wins are right it's the jets twice and the texans it's like ooh, ooh, that's not good and it's not like the the chargers are at the uh the tippity top but it's at least a team like that's above 500 yeah i'd, I'd call it a, a team that kirk cousins would struggle against you know a, an over 500 team it's 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 worthy of somewhat of a victory but it's still not anything super impressive now, we were not the only shocking result yesterday. I would still describe the Patriots as a shocking result winning that. I There was a lot of shocking results yesterday between New Orleans and Tampa Bay. The Jets won. I I could talk. Yeah, what happened to uh, your whole Cincinnati team? Last week you were uh, you know all excited and you had all the, all the fantasy guys and you changed the name of your team. And then this week, whew, really uh, come crashing back down to earth when you get beat by the Jets. You know, you could say all you want about the actual reality of the victory of the Cincinnati Bengals. The fantasy version of all of them still had a very good day, all right? I managed to pull out the victory. The Tiger Kings are still a successful team, and I and I stand by it. Now, the I'm more impressed by the results of, didn't we just beat the Jets by, like, 50 points the week before, and suddenly the Jets are putting up points like that? Like, it, 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 Not- they got... Not not just that we beat the Jets, but this week uh, Zach Wilson's hurt, so it was their backup who seems to be electric. I watched the game. There was an awesome catch that they didn't even count as a touchdown. I don't know if you saw that Cole touchdown. It, well, it wasn't even a touchdown. I got reviewed and taken back. It was an awesome one-handed catch, super close to being in. I I think it was ruled it was ruled a touchdown originally. I was shocked they were able to overturn it, but uh, yeah, you know I. <laughs> It's a week-to-week game. We've seen crazy things happen before. I was more shocked that the Jets wanted to win this game. This felt like a game where they they put up a good fight and you kind of lay down at the end here and you walk into the draft at the end of the year. But this somehow this 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 quarterback here, I don't even know his name. I should probably learn his name. Had had some stones yesterday and really wanted to win the game. They pulled off an incredible win yesterday with one of those uh, awesome plays. It was a super handoff. And he ended up catching the touchdown after handing it off like on a double reverse. Really, really impressive play. But, you know, good for the Jets, man. It was an impressive win. I don't really have a whole Did lot of things. Did you see the, uh, the, the, the helmet-to-helmet call down the stretch? Yeah, where the running back crouches really low and then you hit the guy in the helmet. Yeah, that, that happened. I, yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't think that that was, uh, that was worthy of a, of a penalty. You know, that wasn't even the worst thing I saw yesterday. It was rough. I agree that we should probably fix this. It was the wrong call. I, I think that's the hard part about all of this is that we watch these replays, and it used to be the replays were proving calls that they missed, and here they are proving calls that they shouldn't have made. It, it's normally the other way around where there's something they missed. This, this is, it's more frustrating that there's not anything to really fix this right now and that there probably should be. Of, of of reviewing these calls because once you look look at them in slow motion you can kind of understand the instincts of each player and how it happened and how we got there because I think there's certain crashes that are just going to happen and we have to accept that it's a dangerous game I, that was I don't think that was really saving anybody if anything that was just making the game more impossible for both sides so uh, that's the biggest frustration with that call but it wasn't the worst thing I saw that day yesterday the worst thing I saw yesterday was the Carson Wentz interception in the end zone. Did you see that one? He, uh, I don't think so. He Somehow the Colts are managing to be in every single game this whole year. My, my guy Pittman, another fantasy guy I have in a couple leagues, is having an awesome game. It's they, They're in striking distance, and Wentz is about to get sacked in the end zone. And instead of getting the safety or sack or fumble or whatever, he just throws the ball away, gets picked off, and there goes the pick six right there. 
right at the end of the game. It's a tie game with like a minute and a half to go, and they're throwing pick sixes on the first play right off the get-go. Just just not a good not not a good way, not a good thing to do. It is anything but that. That that felt like the rookie mistake that you just pray will never happen. I mean, even if he takes the safety, they don't get the ball back, but at least it's only two points. You know. You- well, that's similar with uh Thursday night with uh Kyler Murray down 3 trying to get the touchdown, throws the uh, the interception in the end zone like that's the only thing you couldn't do in like you're at the very least going to overtime. I I'm more concerned that all right, there's 90 seconds left. You need to have the mindset. I mean, I'm not telling anybody. I I don't know how to play this game. I'm just saying I think you should have the mindset that we can't lose if I don't do this. All right? So we avoid doing this pick six thing, and we're okay. Worst case, it's a tie. We go into overtime. To not fall down or to not throw it away or to try to extend the plays when you're that close to the back of your own end zone it just seems foolish to try to force a play out of it. Like, I know you're trying to win the game. It'd be great to win it in regulation, but you're not You're not down. It's a tie game. I, I think that's that's what's going to drive me crazy about that play. And as well as I kind of want the Colts to be good. I, I like this team. I've, I think there's a variety of teams out there that have just questionable quarterback decision-making, and it's costing them games. Like, that cost them the game yesterday. They did not win in overtime. <laughs> but yeah, Thursday was another one, too, where – I I it's it's football strange. Is is anybody good? Like who's good? I feel like the good teams had injuries this week and the, the bad teams managed to overcome whatever the hell happened last week, which a lot of them just got destroyed. And then it like flipped the script this week. It, it's it's a very concerning season where I don't know who's good, who's bad. I feel like everybody's bad at this point. Is that the wrong idea to have? <laughs> it's a it's it's a week to week game, and this was surely uh, the week of the the underdog. I mean, Brady throws the, the the interception at the end of the game when it like had Brady's about to lead a comeback victory right here. That's what's gonna happen, and nope, that that didn't happen. You had the uh, the the Cowboys with a uh, backup QB with Dak out, and they got the W. Just a lot of kind of kind of bizarro uh, events. Yeah, I kind of want to make a, a shout out to Justin Fields too. I thought he had a hell of a game. They did not get the win, but he was he's making plays out there. I I like I like some of the stuff I was seeing. I didn't expect to feel that way about anybody at, behind the Bears quarterback position for I don't know, at least another 10 years. I assumed it would just continue on. But you know what? I I saw some some flashes here. You know, so they had a a huge scramble into for a touchdown. That was just it, it was just magic. It, he got he he dodges like three tackles changes directions in the midfield. He's going right, then he crosses all the way over to the left side, jukes a couple more, and then is suddenly in the end zone. It was it was just there's only a handful of guys, I think, in the league that can do that. And and he just proved he's one of them. So I don't know. The Bears didn't get didn't get the win. I still think that they have I think a, they're in a, a a similar situation to us with the QB that it's like if if you don't win, you at least need to see that the QB is figuring it out. And I think that Fields kind of showed like he's at least figuring it out, and so there's hope for the for the future. It's not oh man, we used another high pick on a quarterback that is not going to pan out. Yeah, no, I I think look, it wasn't a mistake trading for him at this point. I think you could be critical of how they acquired him and the price that it ended up costing them to get him, but at the end of the day, they it looks like they have somebody that can make some plays that I think most teams wish they had a guy that could do that. Now, the grooming of this definitely needs to happen, all right? This is kind of like my new dog over here. There's still some training that needs to get done here. This isn't this isn't the final complete project here. There's It's a work in progress, and and I kind of like the direction that it's going. So I, I'm, I'm going to shout it out because I think the Bears – I think the Bears' defense is actually really good, especially if they get even healthier. And offensively, I, I kind of like the Herbert. The Khalil Herbert's a solid running back. I mean, if Montgomery can come back, there's – I just think there's some noise that could be made here, especially when I look at how rough Detroit is. Detroit, man, ooh, just getting smacked again. They can't even put a point on the board for the longest time. And Minnesota, I, I it's think not like the Eagles are uh, a great team this year. No, I, I just, I, I think pretty- the thing with the Lions too is that uh, it's not that long ago they had the uh, the no win season, so it's. It's it's not like it happened thirty years ago. It's like it's not it wasn't that long ago, and you just kind of become the oh that's a team that just doesn't win at all. 
Matt, they barely even score at all. I I couldn't imagine being a fan for that right now. That was just week after week. It, it, it can't be easy. It just can't be easy. Mm-mm. But uh, that's actually not even the saddest news of the week. I I think the Derrick Henry news is kind of the sad news right now. Is that confirmed yet? I I know it's been expected to miss, but do we actually have a time frame for his his injury? He's getting surgery on his foot uh, Tuesday morning, uh, and. Coach Vrabel said, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to try to get him back, but it's seeming like he's going to be out for the for the rest of the year, which is really unfortunate. I think that a uh, few more, like, stellar games, similar to the ones that he's been putting up with, and he could have, like, legitimately been in the, the MVP discussion where it's been been a while since we've had a running back as a, the most valuable player. It does uh, bring in an interesting uh, wrinkle. Uh, they, they signed Adrian Peterson. 36 years old. Yeah, you're going to pick him up on waivers here? You, you I will not be picking him up on waivers. But uh, it's going to be so frustrating both as a, as a Titans fan and all the fantasy owners that have him. Of you are just cruising along, and this is a pretty pretty major speed bump. I think the team itself is sadder. I mean, sure, it's a terrible loss in fantasy. I could totally grieve with anybody who drafted him. I, didn't ha- I don't have him, so maybe I'm being a little biased in this, but the, the team itself... I, I, I don't know if they're good or not, but they're competitive. I've seen flashes of them suddenly having an awesome offense with Tannehill slinging the ball everywhere and, and Henry just being a workhorse. And, I mean, he, he he just inflicts so much contact to the other team. Like, you you have to be – you were probably the most sore after trying to tackle Derrick Henry for a whole game. Like, that next day, that Monday, is probably the roughest Monday after facing Henry on a Sunday. So – I, I, I don't know if this team is as fearful without Derrick Henry, but, you know, Tannehill is full of surprises. I I think you, you go back and you look, and you're like, ah, yeah, were these good teams that he played against and these bad teams, but there's there's a little bit of consistency there, and I, I think A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, they, they kind of got a chance to shine a little bit here, just more vertically, but we may see bad Tannehill at some point in, in the near future. I, I have very low expectations for Adrian Peterson. I... I think he's one of those those uh, athletes that you'd never want to doubt, but I think it's time to start doubting him. All right, it's it's time. It's it's how old? Thirty six. It's yeah. He's not in the league for a running back. He's not in the league anywhere right now. It's not like he was waived or at training camp for somewhere else. I, I he's just at home, so I I can't I can't advise that they should be excited about this. It's 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 just a name. It's it's a really old name. It's it's a name some guys might not even be familiar with anymore. Then he, on the uh, the other injury front, uh, James Winston that's confirmed torn ACL, so he's for sure done for the year. That's going to be a long uh, long road to recovery because usually that means at least a year, if not more. So now you're looking at if he's even going to be able to play next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we're we're week eight right now. We're we're pretty much halfway through the season, or at least almost just under. And yeah, that's that's rough because that's the timing of that for Winston couldn't be worse. I mean, he ain't safe, but he'd be so much better off doing that week one than than week eight. So they got to make a decision whether uh, Taysom Hill is going to be the guy or Trevor Simeon, and then they actually uh, still have uh, their their rookie fourth rounder uh, Ian Book from uh, Notre Dame who uh, hasn't played yet, but might be in the mix because I believe that uh, Taysom Hill is also coming off uh, off of an injury. So it would be expected that uh, Simeon would be the uh, be the starter next week against Atlanta. Yeah, is uh, any news on Michael Thomas? Have you, have you heard anything? Is he going to play? Does he want to play? I really haven't heard anything about Michael Thomas. I haven't heard anything either. I mean, we're, we're on week eight right now. Why, why am I not hearing anything? What's going on over there? I thought this was... I thought this was just like a recoverable injury where he was going to be ready to go by now, and I haven't heard any update status at all. Uh, I wonder if this, it just it feels a little bit more like a Stephon Gilmore situation, which I don't know if you saw he had an interception this weekend for uh, for Carolina. Oh, he's playing. Oh, I did not yeah. uh, did not realize that. Yeah, first game back, I think he had the last interception at the end there. It was like a desperation comeback kind of throw, and guess who picked it off? Mr. Stephon Gilmore. I'm I'm kind of glad we traded him and we at least got something. I 
I watched Tampa Bay kind of struggle on the highlights the other, again every week here, and just imagining him walking over to Tampa would is just fury, yeah. infuriating, and that would have been so brutal to watch. So I'm not nearly as fearful as Carolina, so I'm I'm I was kind of happy for him to be there. I was like, sure, man, go ahead, go shine over there. You feel like you have more success over there? By all means, that's fine. I mean, I I think he has to have some regret. I'd much rather be on this Patriots team that has, I think, far more potential of getting better throughout the year than a team that's basically just waiting for McCaffrey to come back, and who knows when that'll actually be. Yeah, we uh, Patriots are going against Carolina this weekend, so yeah, I was interested to see if uh, McCaffrey is going to be making his uh, re- recovery because that was a weird one where before he got put on the on the physically unable to perform list. It seemed like that week there was talk of, uh, we think he's headed in the right direction. Like, yeah, he might be playing on Sunday. And then that is just like a complete 180 the other direction. Like, wait, why was this even talk that he might play if you're putting him on the shelf for a few weeks? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Football's, football's weird. This is like one of the weirdest weeks to analyze. I I know we're amateurs at this podcast stuff. You know, we, we watch a decent amount. We follow it all. We're both very competitive in fantasy. But I don't care how much info you are or how much of an expert you could be considered there's there's no way you can make any sense of half of the games and half of the results that happened this past week it just it's just football it's well i think it's i think it's uh it's kind of you to call me competitive in fantasy with uh all the injuries i've i've been having it has not been a uh it has not been a fun fun year fun ride uh so far i'm hoping uh maybe some of the Injured guys, you know, including McCaffrey, can come back, and I might have some uh, some sort of late push. But it just seems like every week I just don't quite don't quite have the uh, the the manpower to get the job done. Well, speaking of injuries, let's just transfer right to to basketball right here. Zion is now being confirmed that he's going to be out for three to four more weeks. Remember when we said no, but but don't worry, he he's going to be back for opening night. We're just reporting this news like you know five days before the season starts, but we we expect him to be ready. That didn't happen. Now we're we're in, it's November first today. That blew my mind just doing the announcement on the podcast today. I was like, oh man, it's it's November, and now we're we're getting a whole other month essentially attached onto this. And I don't think New Orleans has a whole lot to prove outside of Zion being there. It feels like they're throwing away an entire season all over again. He'll probably have a minute restriction when he returns. He's already being. Pro- I haven't actually seen him. I mean, how overweight is this guy for everyone to be this critical of his weight? Like, yeah, I'm sure he hasn't been playing, but you know, do we have it? We have like a picture of this guy on a scale somewhere. Like the the conversations about, oh, he's definitely going to be overweight coming into whatever camp or whatever season starts, and whenever he gets back, you know, he's going to have to lose weight. It's like how how does everyone know all of this? Like, how do we know he's not already in shape right now? Like, <laughs> I, I, I well, either way, especially to do with it with it with he's the heaviest or you know the second heaviest guy in the league so it's just when his weight fluctuates it's the same percentage as somebody else it's just the number is bigger because he's a bigger guy and so i i will hold off and wait until i can see him play before i just immediately go with oh he's clearly overweight and clearly it's like well part of zion's thing is that he is enormous and is also super explosive so he is going to have a different build than a lot of other guys in the NBA. And that's what makes him unique. And that's part of it. And it's, I don't think it should just be clearly looked at as like, Oh no, there's no way he's, he's not trying. He doesn't care. It's like, he's coming off an injury and, you know, give him, give him some time to figure it out. And he, he's a young guy. And so he dealt with these injuries, uh, you know, a little bit before, but it's not like a more of a veteran where it's like, Ooh, okay, I know how I have to recover and I know how my body's going to respond. It's like, he's, he's figuring it out. I more just wish that this team was treating him more like he's, I don't know, just Luka Doncic and as if we we just can't waste another season of him ever. All right, he's he's the real deal. We need to put pieces around him. We need to keep this team competitive so that when he comes back, we, we have something we're actually fighting for. And I just, I don't really feel that with this team right now. And that's, it's just disappointing. As I would love to see a competitive year of Zion. I would love to see Zion to at least be in a playing game. At worst case scenario, I don't want any more seasons where Zion's not playing in the postseason. Now I'm looking at John Moran. I feel like he's gonna be playing in the postseason. He's out there doing everything. He's drastically improved, which is hard to say of somebody who is already making big steps. It's 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 gonna be fascinating to see these careers go side by side because I 
I, I feel oh, like they're the, gonna be they're gonna be tied together forever. Forever, but the 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 lead changing I feel like is happening here. It it, it happened a little bit last year, and I feel like Jaws kind of taking the lead back a little bit here, and it's gonna be fun to see once Zion comes back. It's like well, how could we ever even thought that? Look at this giant point guard out here doing awesome, amazing things again. It's it's I just wanted to play. I really just want to see yeah. him out there. Like that's the one thing about Jaws is we get to see him play, and he plays a lot of minutes, and he plays it's a lot fun. of loose minutes, and. It, you can watch him grow. They give him every opportunity to improve and learn from whatever mistakes he can. I think he's really kind of become a true leader on that team, and they really feel like they've been disrespected because they're not ever really considered. I mean, how many conversations does anyone have about them? Nobody. Nobody's considering them anything. They have no expectations. It's always like, yeah, eventually we'll, they'll, they'll get there. But I like that he's kind of forcing the issue. Let's let's make it happen this year. Let's Let's go for it. I think they got a lot of young pieces. And, and I'm excited for him. I want to have that same feeling for Zion, though, where it's like, yeah, you know, why shouldn't why shouldn't this team just feel like, yeah, let's just go, let's just make it happen this year? Why why do we feel like we got to wait for one more draft pick, like we're one draft pick away? And maybe we got enough now. Uh, I mean, Zion Zion's hurt. He, he, I would imagine he's going to help the team. Uh, Brandon Ingram is banged up. He missed a game on Saturday, and they've already they're already at the bottom of the league at one in six. So it's just like, well, by the time Zion gets back, if that's in three weeks, at like say the best case, now we're talking about Thanksgiving time. It's like you could just be where you're. It's already like you're too far behind. Yeah, that's it's terrible. And and then and then well, uh, it, it's gonna be sucky if they go right into oh yeah, we're gonna tank and like you said, probably a minutes restriction. And then if they do something like they did with uh, not they, it just generally teams that uh, OKC did with Shea last year of. Uh, yeah, he's kind of banged up. Shut him down. It's like, this is a awesome young talent, and I get for your team. It does not make sense to play your best guys because then you might win more. And know what you want the the best draft picks, but as just a general basketball fan, it's like I am missing out on highlights and cool things, and that just seems backwards. Well, there's been plenty of surprises throughout the the NBA this year. One of them I like to take some credit for. Can I can I cash in some Chicago Bulls credit yet? Is it is it too soon? I don't think it's too soon. I think you got, you got to do it. I, I I am very impressed by this team. I think they played together. I think they're they're fun to watch. I, I've I've caught some highlights. There's there's a lot of guys doing a lot of things. I'm I'm kind of liking Caruso. I wish I wish the kind of wish the Celtics had a guy like that. That's just kind of a glue guy. He he does all the dirty work. He fits in. And and I got good things to say about them. I'm I'm excited for the moves they made. I I mean I don't know. There's different there's different teams as well. Like I think Miami's done a lot of wins. What are they? they I think all these teams are like six and one. There's a couple other teams that are shockingly yeah. six and one as well. But you yeah, know, but Chicago is uh, they're they're it's just five and one. But five and one. Okay. Yeah, just. Uh, I want to cash in some credit on that, and then I I believe. I believe I could get some uh, some Westbrook credit. I've said some things on the last podcast that you know may may have been mocked by you know somebody named Colin B over here, but uh, I, I called don't it. Think I mocked you. Totally I, nailed I, it. I, I want Westbrook to be successful. Couldn't have been more accurate. Literally nailed it. And the next two days, Westbrook goes off, gets the triple double. They lose the games. Or at least think they lost one of the games. I think that was the funniest part. But but for sure to OKC. OKC's first win, and they were – OKC was down 26. It's 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 a wild sport. <laughs> now, are you concerned at all about the quality of Chicago's wins? Uh, they did recently beat the, uh, the, the, the Jazz, so that's a, definitely a high-quality win. But you're looking at uh, the Pistons twice, the Pelicans – the Pelicans twice, the Cavs twice. So, do you think that this is sustainable, or do you think they're just being the the the, the bad teams of the league? Um, I'm not sure how many of those teams you just named are actually that bad. Like, are we sure Cleveland's that bad? They are. Uh, they're they're kind of sneaky, man. They, they, they're 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 a little bit more in the mix than they've been in the in the past years, where it's like they're not. All right, we're absolutely tanking. It's we've been tanking for a while, so we actually have some some quality guys here. I I think they actually have a decent roster. I don't know if the roster fits together or if they've 
truly figured out what's the best way for this roster to fit together, but there's there's a lot of talent on there. It's uh it, it's it's adding up. Like I think this is what you're hoping for when you do a whole bunch of draft picks like this. Now, do I think they have some of the strangest big man lineups you could possibly construct and in a team that's really not building towards anything, it, it's just a weird acquisition of a lot of bigs that don't fit together, that can't play bigs. together, and that honestly aren't even that disposable. Like, who's the trade asset on here that you truly want to get rid of? I mean, you missed the but you you totally missed the boat on on Kevin Love. I don't think he he's lost value now to the point where I feel like you're better off just keeping him versus you probably so could have versus you probably could have got rid of him years ago, and they felt so intent on not getting uh anything for him that 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 they they were like going to use him as like a building piece around the team and now i i don't know he's, yeah, he's gonna, in uh he's in he's in covid protocols right now too he's constantly going to have these games of 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 disinterest i think he's already had some frustration over the past two years with this organization it's just a tough you look at where his career was and where it's gone and it's just not the storybook ending that i think you could have ever anticipated and but you know, uh, albeit I, I think there's still some decent reason to think that Cleveland could be a really good team this year. I think they could compete for a playing game. I think they're going to shock a lot of teams throughout the the season here. They 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 were shocking at the beginning of last year, and I think they're just going to capitalize off of that. Mobley is making this team by far a lot better defensively. That's, that's yeah, Mobley, Mobley's fun, but and, uh, I, I don't think they're going to put it together to be making any sort of playoff push. You know, I love the I love the Jared Allen trade last year. I think that was a weird one where I think most of the he's league, not even like he's not even like getting like like the the run. It's like you're paying him twenty million dollars and like doesn't even play a fourth quarter. It's like that's not good. No, but I do think they captured a value that I think a lot of teams wish they had capitalized off of. It's just that he's in this weird rotation in in Cleveland over here. Like if he gets traded to any other team for the value that they gave up yes last year. I think we're looking at like the steal of a of the year last year. Like this could have been a really good defensive guy to pick up. Now it's a little pricey, but I still think how many other defensive guys can do what he does? There's only a handful of them, and you could have one of them. I mean, he's not quite Gobert, but I yeah, think he's a poor man. I was definitely Gobert. surprised when the, uh, the the Nets the Nets traded him. Or it's like maybe they just knew they weren't going to be able to afford him, so it's like, well, we better get rid of him before we just lose him. But just would have thought with the the Nets kind of constantly. Short term, we were looking to win this year. I would have thought that uh, Jared Allen, especially as a doesn't need the ball in his hands, can do all of the other things. And so I was kind of surprised that they had moved him last year. Yeah, I just wish another team had picked him up. I, I imagine any time you're trying to trade a big man throughout the league, though, your your first call is Cleveland, right? You just yeah, you just say, hey, you want another one of these? They're like, oh yeah, we love that. That's great. It's a totally successful strategy where we just draft a bunch of bigs that don't do the same thing and try to play them together where one of them wants to be a stretch. One of them's a defensive guy with no offense. And another one's, uh, an old washed up white guy that can only shoot from the corner. Now it's, it's, it's a bizarre setup over there. Uh, but I think there's enough talent that I wouldn't say that I wouldn't disqualify their wins immediately. Uh, any other teams that have kind of shocked you throughout the year that you think you, uh, you want to say some nice things about it or some not so nice things about it? I really don't want to talk about the Knicks. I don't really want to talk about the Lakers. I mean, mellow off the bench. The, you know. uh, the Warriors uh, being successful. I mean, it's always kind of been like things could work with, uh, you know, when, when Clay comes back, but Clay is still uh, a ways out. Uh, Wiseman still hasn't come back. The rookies really haven't done much. It's Steph being Steph, but they're, uh, they're, they're five and one. So I thought that they were going to be okay, uh, but not at the, the the top until Clay came back. And then it was I, – I don't see it as a lot of other people do. Of, oh, Clay's going to come back. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to fit right in. I think there's going to be a, a rough reentry, if, uh, if you will. But so it's uh, – I would say the Warriors for the team. And uh, for a player, though, uh, Kate Cunningham, number one pick. Uh, had a rough one uh, over the uh, over the weekend, but uh, yesterday was was a little bit better. And just we've had some some really good rookies, and it's like you think about it. You haven't even seen the the number one guy start to uh, get some runs. So glad to uh, see that. And looking forward to some some highlights from him because he was definitely successful. He's a big dude. You know, number one pick should be able to make some moves right away, especially playing for the uh, for the Pistons who only have one win. So it's like here you go, guy. Take as many shots as you want. 
make as many mistakes as, uh, as you're going to make, and we're, we're going to power through it, but he should put up some numbers for sure. I think I'm most impressed with the Warriors' just player development over the last year. Like the Jordan Poole, all these guys that played last year and were kind of like, well, they're never going to get these minutes again because why would they? That you know, this is this is the best they'll kind of ever be. But I I've seen actual growth on on a couple of these guys. They've had some hot shooting. They've had some much more consistent shooting. They seem so much more comfortable out there. I feel like last year there were games where I mean, obviously Curry makes a huge difference of being out there and not being out there. So when he's out there, everybody's immediately improved. But they were struggling last year of having games where Curry. I feel like almost carried too much of the load and they wasn't really sharing quite as much which you know last year by all means he's curry go go out and do your thing but now i think they're starting to learn to, how to all operate a little bit more together and let curry do his thing while you know getting get some actual input from from some of the other guys you know some actual results from, from some of these teams and players that are you know maybe not as nice as uh nice assets as last year i think they've actually grown into something and that's super hard to do. It's really hard to do. Like LeBron's constantly criticized, I think, for never really rebuilding guys around him because it's championship or bust. It's it's not easy to do this with the Warriors have done of remaining competitive, can, can, kind of maintaining this championship roster with all the changes they've made. But I I think they're gonna really be onto something. And this is a team. I think they play well into June, man. I, I really feel like they're there's there's a there's a perfect storm here that could really happen for them, especially with all the injuries across the West. I I could see it happening. I could see us being like, wow, Jordan Poole, sixth man of the year, or something crazy like that. Wiseman is, almost feels like uh, maybe most improved player by the end of the year. Like, there's there's just potential out there. I think Curry is going to get a ton of MVP talk. You know, I just, I just wonder what they really do with Draymond. If you ask me, it feels like <laughs> it feels like we've seen the best days of him already. And there's a glue reason to keep him. You know, there's a lot of proven veteran power, but I just wonder if they're not thinking of ways that they could easily improve this team by moving on from Draymond. It's just, it's going to be a tough one to do. He's, he's, I feel like he's almost Mr. Golden State at this point. I can't imagine him on another team. I can't imagine him being nearly as useful on any other team either. But I I think that's going to be a tough decision they're going to have to make at some point this year. I really thought for them to be this type of successful that one or both of their uh, their their lottery picks, uh, Kaminga and, and Moody, one of them would have to really be 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 cooking. But I'm, I'm looking right now, and Kaminga is averaging six minutes a game, and Moody's averaging just under eight minutes a game. Uh, so it's really not too much of a of an impact. I mean, you combine those two together, that's less than what Otto Otto Porter is is playing. So I, they're, they're they're young. I'm sure as they get more run, they'll get more more comfortable. But definitely thought that to be six and one, it would have been one of those guys would have stepped up quicker. Yeah, no six six and one. They're a decent team. Got a good start. They're gonna get better. I mean, Clay's coming back. Wiseman's coming back. The the rest of the West, I feel like it's just going to get more injured. I I don't know. I feel like they have the most firepower or firepower of guys getting added to the team as the season goes on. Versus all these other teams, I mean, they could get injuries as well. I I just I'm kind of expecting these older like Laker teams to just break down at some point. It just you know, AD's constantly hurt. LeBron's already missing some games. Westbrook plays so hard that I feel like he's almost injured all the time because he plays that hard. It's it's uh it, I just think there's there's a perfect storm here for the Warriors to really make some noise again, and I'm, I'm excited. I just wish I could see the peak Warriors team versus like this Brooklyn Nets team or a, a peak Lakers team. I I hope we get rewarded with one of these matchups because the way the Warriors were injured these past couple of years, I think there's been a lot of forgetfulness on how good this team actually was, and I, and I want to see that happen again. Well, you uh you you mentioned Brooklyn. And they kind of haven't quite got their uh, act together. And it's, I think, on the, the disappointing side, it seems like Harden and Lillard have just been off to just terrible starts. And I have confidence that both of them are going to turn it around. But but right now you see their stats and just, like, it just really stands out to you. Just, this is, this is terrible efficiency. These guys are much better than this. So I, I think that when they improve, that'll make things uh, more fun for everybody. You know what, though? I think 
I think that's almost like bad coaching or just bad habits coming through right now where you have a confidence of being able to make a lot of tough shots and you get to a point like those two have where you're just that successful and then there's such a comfort in taking really hard shots that you you kind of forget that it's not easy to make these shots and you're taking really difficult shots that are bad shots for 99% of people that ever play basketball. So, you know, when you miss these, they just it just looks bad. You know, they're obviously fully capable of doing all those shots. We've seen them before. I mean, you could they keep making a big deal about the hard and officiating, but he's just not making the same shots right now. They they'll heat back up. They'll make those shots again. I we've seen them happen. It's happened before. It'll happen again. But when you I, miss those I, shots, I've, they're I've, I've terrible been, shots. Uh, in, I've been enjoying basketball with less of the the, the foul hunting, or it, not not just foul hunting in general, because I do think it is a skill, and I think it's it, it's something that you could do. But just the very blatant, where if you pump fake and the guy jumps kind of into your area, and then maybe you just lean in a little bit to to get it. You know, kind of like uh, a little more like like Paul Pierce did a lot in the uh, the early two thousands. It's like okay, but it was just getting real bad. Where it's like you would pump fake, the guy would go to jump, would realize it, would jump over to the, like the side, and the offensive player would just go all the way over to to cash in on that. And I just really like this year how it's if if you get fouled, that's that's okay. But if you are just throwing yourself into the defender, you are just out of luck, and it is just a, a play on and just. Anything that keeps basketball moving faster, and it seems like the the players have uh, adapted to it extremely quickly. It's like that first week, it, you saw it kind of maybe once or twice a game, like each player kind of gets one, and now they're realizing, that if, if I try to throw myself into the defender, it is going to be a turnover. This is not worth doing. Let me try to actually do something basketball-related. Well, I think it's a, a successful move by the NBA where it just grants – NBA defensive players the ability to actually play defense because before it's like what have you really done what have you done wrong on on defense all you've done is try to cover your guy as close as you can sure if you bite on the pump fake there's a bit of a punishment but a lot of the times when this is happening you're just trailing him off of a screen or something and, and they just stop and just lean in the opposite direction of the screen it's it's an awkward basketball move it is a technical foul but it's not a it's not a basketball play. Like there's no, there's no drill in the world where you you practice growing up coming off a screen and then reversing direction so that you could just ram right into a guy for a foul. And then that's a lot of the plays over the uh, that have been kind of just overturned right now. And it it's it's definitely an improvement. I'm I refuse to believe though that that Harden is struggling all of a sudden because he's not able to constantly get these calls. He's also not going to the free throw line just in general as much. He's not driving. He's he's shooting. A lot of difficult shots, and I, there's a lot of guys that can shoot on this team too. So you know, I wonder if they're going to get to the point where they have this conversation and be like, you know, maybe we take a break on the step backs. Maybe you just shoot wide open ones at the top of the key after anybody on this team gets doubled or anyone on this team dribble drives and passes to you. I I, 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 think, I don't know if we're there yet. We got to be getting closer though. I think he had mentioned that. He's recovering from a from from a hamstring injury, or was was recovering over the summer, and so was not able to play nearly as much pickup as he normally does. So I wonder if it's just a, well, when you're playing the way you you feel good in pickup, and that goes right into the season. But if that was cut short, if it just takes him a little longer to get get up to speed, as well as they're missing one of their crucial guys, Kyrie Irving is still not playing. And that has to still be mentioned, and still has to have some sort of impact. They're 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 better off without him. <laughs> it'll it'll come together. I'm not worried about it. I still think this team can totally. How, how is that possible? How are they better off without an All NBA guard? Because he's not an All NBA guard. He's an All NBA distraction. He he's not he's an All NBA, NBA distraction. He distracts everything from everyone. There's. I no, I'm not even gonna give him the time of day right now. No, it's, I'm not. I refuse to believe that there's enough talent on this team. Patty Mills is on this team. They have every veteran All Star of the past 2010s on this <laughs> on this power forward lineup over here. All right, they have. There's plenty of talent here. They have a coach that I actually believe in, and, and that if he could pull it off, is successful. I'm not saying that they're not talented as is. I'm pushing back on your. You're saying that having Kyrie Irving would make them worse right now. 
Well, in a way, they do have Kyrie Irving, and he's just not playing. That is making them worse. Well, that's what I mean. So if he was playing, it would be it would be better for them. They would win more basketball games. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'm telling you, having Kyrie on your roster, this is what comes with it. He misses games like this. He has moods. He has attitudes. He has opinions. He has this lone soldier thing. He's never really on your team. So even if he was playing, sure, they'd be better those games. But don't tell me there wouldn't be back-to-back games where he would be missing nights or not showing up or missing flight. Like, there's just... More stuff that would be happening, even if it's not happening. It, like This is very close to him actually playing, is what I'm kind of saying right now. Even if he was out there every other night or one night for once a month, it's it still wouldn't be every night. Because there's no way that he's ever going to be able to play a whole season ever again. I, I really don't believe that. I think there's always going to be something. There's always going to be an issue with him. It's it's never just going to be enough. It's, it's always going to add up to something. I can't imagine him just being a cooperative NBA player ever again. Uh, I did see that the Mavericks uh, on the 15th are getting rid of their, you have to either show your vaccine card or you have to show that you have a uh, negative test with uh, the, the, the COVID cases going down. So I'm wondering if we'll see more arenas, more teams doing that, and if that leads to, or maybe doesn't lead to, but also in that same vein, if cities start relaxing. And I wonder if that's how uh, Kyrie ends up playing again, not getting vaccinated, but uh, New York City getting rid of their, uh, you, you have to have, uh, you have to show your vaccine card there to go to work. I, look, it's it's a it's a team game, man. It's a it's it's an disadvantage that he's opting to have. It's an advantage that a lot of guys have throughout the league that he's just opting to have. He's choosing to make his team struggle. He's choosing to miss games. He's choosing to do all of it. So they could change whatever rules they want. At the end of the day, he still made a decision to not help this team. And, it, it, and if you ask me, it's a very selfish one. I mean, you're you're more than entitled to your right to do it, but it's it's not helping this team right now. So... That's, I think they're going to, whether Kyrie comes back or not, I think uh, this will be one of the ones in a couple of weeks where right now they're kind of in the like seventh, eighth, and it's just, as stuff starts to, yeah, they're in the eighth spot. They're, they're four and three as stuff starts to settle, and yeah, they'll, they'll move their way up, and other teams will move their way down. I'm not worried about it. That team's going to be fine. I still, they, they could struggle throughout the whole year. It's not going to matter. Talk to me once the playoffs start. They could be in a playing game. I could see them upsetting a one seed. They really, they have that firepower. I think Durant's had some games. Man, he's had some, just that crossover, man. He, he's just, he's unfairly good at that seven-foot size. And that'll average out throughout the year. That one looked more like a, like a push to me than a, than a crossover. Didn't even um, touch him. Didn't even touch him. Uh, he, he shoved him big time. Didn't even touch him. Why is he guarding him like that? You shouldn't be guarding anybody like that. There's no reason to guard anyone like that in the NBA. What do you, what do you think? They can't dribble? They're in the NBA, all right? There's, you could be a phenomenal defender. You're never going to be able to guard a defend, an offensive guy that actually knows how to dribble. It's just, it's That's just, my, my, my old man uh, take is that too frequently on, uh, on social media, it's posted as crossover and all sorts of crazy emojis, and then you watch it, and it's like, oh, clearly that guy slipped, or, you know, he went to just jump the jump the screen as, like, part of the, the defense, or, like, one of the, the biggest ones is the offensive guy steps on the defender's foot, and so it's like, well, yeah, I guess he crossed over, and the guy fell, but it's because he got tripped. <laughs> like, what, what was he supposed to do? So it there are cool crossovers, Guys do get dropped, but I think a lot of times it's if you actually watch it, it's like, hold on now. Well, I just it's not college or high school where you can overcrowd the guy and put enough pressure on him that maybe he even forces a turnover. Once you overcome a comfort with the pressure, it doesn't bother you anymore. If anything, it's an advantage. You're so tight on me that I'm going to be able to get around you, and now you're you're so high up on the on the court that you're you're not going to be able to recover and get back into any sort of help. You're you're just so far out of the play after you get beaten that I don't know why anyone ever would ever crowd overcrowd anyone like that. Like I think you have to be smart on the pressure you put on them, where you're almost gonna get rewarded if they shoot the really long jump shot. And half these guys can actually make it, but that's every, probably the concern that Durant is just gonna pull up from the logo. But but you know what? 
guys like that are begging to go around you. They're they're so happy to be playing five on four once you're out of the play and they're going towards the basket with every advantage you could ever want. You got shooters everywhere, especially on that team. They got shooters in every corner, and and he's way big enough to finish on just about anyone and can easily get to the free throw line. I I just the the, the ball pressure on somebody like that is it's just a silly silly uh pride thing that it, you're never gonna win. It, sure, you can you can have you tried really hard, man, but it was a bad out de, bad uh defensive position if you ask me on on that on the crossover. <laughs> You gotta do something against Durant, and I don't think there's a lot of a lot of good options. No, so there's, there's just, not a lot of good it's, matchups. It's, for a, it's, for a, it. it's like, well, what what's the best case scenario? And even there, it's like, well, he's probably still gonna score score because it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. All right. Well, we got about nine minutes left on the podcast here. Uh, I'd like to talk some some dog updates. Uh, I I have a dog. It's been a learning experience we we're not exactly having any problems here but you know we're, we're we're trying to train the dog we're trying to teach it some new things we're trying to get to know it a little bit more we're trying to learn some things that we need to improve more on and it's uh it's it's going pretty well i the only bizarre thing that i have i pretty much can confirm at this point this dog does not like pooping while on leash and i don't have a fenced-in yard so there's not exactly a whole lot of off-leash action happening safely where i live so I I built like this little fenced in pen area right now just to test it out because I brought her to the park and every time I bring her to the park and take her off leash, suddenly there's no problem. It's almost like on cue right now where she can do her little business the second I undo the leash. It's it's kind of frustrating. So now that I've built this little pen just as a test over here, I take her off leash and sure enough, it's like clockwork now. We go in here, we go in the morning, we go at night, I let her off leash, she does her business. No problem. But how I'm going to manage to overcome this throughout the winter is, is beyond me. I, I don't have a fenced-in yard. I don't know if I need to start factoring that in right now. But I don't know if this is a trainable thing or what. I've never – I've watched a lot of dogs in the past. I've never had an issue with – because we went on like a 30-minute walk the other day, and I just thought if we just walk long enough, she'll do it. And she didn't. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of uh, – I'm kind of looking for information out there. I I've, I mean, I've read some articles that it's not the most bizarre thing. It's just I feel like the, you being able to control your schedule and actually operate with the, with the dog is you have to be able to convince it that when I take you out on these walks, you got to do your business so that we can operate our lives functionally. Otherwise, we're kind of aimlessly taking you out and just hoping for the best every single time. You know, there's just not a good way. So I think it's a way to encourage accidents to happen when you're, you're crate training. So. I'm trying to trying to take care of this dog, but I think I'm doing the right thing. But I don't know how the long term of this habit is going to affect me. But if anyone knows anything out there, I am all ears for any sort of ideas. It's, it's I I just don't know how to do it. I mean, I, I how do you tell a dog to poop? Like I, I can't <laughs> I can't get this message across that this is what I want you to do when you're on leash and on these walks. <laughs> Have you thought about maybe um, maybe showing yourself doing it, and it's like kind of like monkey see monkey do. Uh, you know, I did have that idea, but I don't think she's ready to use a toilet. Okay. All right. You know, just trying to think outside the box here. She is awfully clingy and cuddly, which is both a good thing and bad thing. It's it's like I leave the room and she's worried. Of, Wait, where, where'd you go? You're, I'm like, I'm just going to the bathroom. And there there's definitely been some bathroom buddy time now where there's just lack of separation. We can't have that. We, we I need to be sitting right here. <laughs> so... The, the companionship has been fantastic. I, I'm a little bit more concerned about the 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 business doing, uh, especially once the winter turns. And it's it's like, am I gonna be shoveling a little way out there so that I can get her into this like little pen over here? Like just <laughs> it sure sounds that way. And and I'm You're not, really, not that far away from snow. I'm not looking forward to that. I thought of maybe doing like a little grass pad on like the balcony here, but. You know, hoses don't really work in the winter out here. So the whole idea, like in San Diego, for everyone that lived on the cityscape, you know, it was you spray down the pad like once a week or whatever. You clean up your business, whatever. But that doesn't seem very doable out here. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I'll find out something. This is a southern dog that probably hasn't even seen snow. So that's going to be a whole thing. Uh, but all in all, dog dog things have been great. I've I've certainly enjoyed shopping for the dog. Maybe maybe a little too much. It's <laughs> It's it's kind of nice to have something to spoil out here. Yeah, how many how many accessories have you purchased for the the dog in the week that you've had it? More more than enough. I mean, I wanted to 
try a couple different treats to see, you know, what what upsets her stomach, what doesn't. So far, we really haven't found any issues with it, with anything. I wanted to have a sweater. I bought two different sweaters, different sizes. They both fit, so I ended up keeping both of them. But I, I anticipated one of them being too big or one of them being too small. They're both, uh, they both fit pretty good. They're not. They they weren't they're hard to get on her. She she kind of likes having them on. So uh, I I'd say that was a win. The I bought one little light rain jacket because. I can't tell how many times it's been raining already, and we walk down to the bottom of the stairs, and she just walks back up the top of the stairs. It's like, no, it's raining out. I'm, I'm not feeling this. It's it's not a very productive walk to do that. But if I put the little jacket on her, she she gets a, a couple more minutes of, I guess, uh, endurance of, of rain tolerance. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's there's I haven't bought a whole lot of toys, but I did buy a lot of treats, uh, just trying to train and teacher as much as i can she's fantastic in the car which is nice to know just a kind of comfort level that i could i can bring her just about anywhere uh gotta interact with more dogs and more people we're still working on that that that's probably the the biggest improvement i wish i could make right now is every time she meets somebody new it's it's like this energy just shoots off out of her it's like the greatest thing ever just happened in the world and suddenly she's running up jumping on people and you know, in five minutes she'll be snoring, sleeping on her back. But it's uh, the intro is 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 a lot of energy, and I don't know how you calm that down. But hopefully she'll just get a little bit more comfortable around me and everyone else, and we won't have to do so many first time introductions ever again. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound so bad for uh, for one weekend. No, it's it's going well. Dog sleeps through the night too, man. It's impressive. This dog snores way more than I do. This is the loudest roommate I've ever had by far. Well, that sounds that sounds like that might be a problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit envious though. We fell asleep on the couch last night, and you you would have thought that you know I'm getting the transfer from the couch to the bed that the dog would have a hard time falling back asleep. No, I'm talking like in seconds from the couch from 2 a.m. to like 2:02 a.m. This dog was again snoring in the bed, and I'm watching the dog snore, being like, "Why can't I fall asleep like that? Like that's that looks awesome. Why why?" I'll lay like that. Is that is that what I need to do? Like, am I doing this wrong? Because I was just envious of the dog having this peaceful sleep. I, while I'm aimlessly just trying to close my eyes and hope that, you know, maybe I'd just fall asleep here. Did not work. You know, maybe you're having a little trouble falling asleep because there's a there's a dog in the bed <laughs> that, that's snoring right in your ear. She is like a little baby human. She She does like sleeping. Uh, she sleeps all over the bed though, but once she picks a spot, she's kind of stable in that spot. So she picks the middle of the bed. You got to pick a side because she's, she's in the middle. Of the oh, bed so, now. so in the past week, that's why you haven't been sleeping. Cause you, you're only, you've been relegated to one third of your own bed. It's a this big dog's in, in control. It's a she, big, she's in charge of you now. I'm not that big of a person and a queen size bed has more than enough room for me to pick one side. I, what do I need to be rolling around for? What do you need a whole mattress for? What do you need more than a twin mattress for anyways? I mean, I feel like I have a queen, but I only sleep on the one side. There's not a, Oh, on, on Wednesdays, I sleep on the left and Thursdays it's on the right. No, that's it's, I sleep on the same side every time. As long as I got enough room to roll from side oh, to side, you know, I'm good. What? Unless the dog decides that that's their that's her spot, like yeah, she's she's in control. Yeah, you're, you're 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 just lucky to be there still. <laughs> have you got have you got matching uh, outfits yet? When's the the matching sweater uh, picture coming? I haven't gotten a whole lot of pictures of just the two of us. I really haven't gotten that many pictures in general. I've been sending out a lot of Snapchats, but uh, they're kind of just more silly pictures. I I posted some today. Uh, matching outfits. Yeah, that'll probably happen. Like that that sounds like a uh, a Black Friday Cyber Monday deal where I'm like, yeah, all right. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll get that. I don't know. Pajamas kind of sound nice. I know something to walk in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll look into it. I <laughs> I think she's pretty set with the the accessories and attire right now. Now, everyone else keeps asking me if they can buy her stuff and by all means go buy it, but it's it's uh it's really tricky trying to get the sizing and all that right. Like, I, I think on one of the sweaters, she's like an XL. On another one, she's like a medium. Uh, they're the same dimensions. It's just there's there's so many different sized dogs that depending on the range of the sizes they can acquire for or apply to is, is a little weird. Uh, but I'd call it a success so far. I'm pretty happy to have a dog. I think that's the most important part. Yeah. 
I gotta work on the sleep thing. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, it's only it's only a weekend. Once once you're a month in, you get the the, the routine, and both you and uh, and and the dog just getting used to how this how this uh, you know lifestyle is gonna work. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm into it. I, it's also the, like that season's gonna change, and so is my attitude, and so is the dog's attitude. I can, I can feel it already. <laughs> it's gonna get cold, and suddenly all these nice walks outside in the sun is uh, gonna gonna fizzle gonna go away. away. Gonna fizzle away, and we're gonna be freezing, and just we're gonna be, all be cranky inside because we can't go outside. I'm <laughs> I, the, the the New England is gonna turn the New England attitude into this dog. It's 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 gonna have it by the end of the winter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? You got about thirty seconds. Well, I sure hope that the Celtics get their act together. They got Chicago tonight, so a test, a good test for both teams. But we really seem to be slipping into last year's situation of just after every game, which is like, well, if we just tried a little harder, we'd be better, and that's not fun as a fan. So hopefully, uh, next week, uh, you know, some next podcast can talk about some some good things. Uh, out of, out of the Celtics camp. I hate to say it. I don't even want to have the conversation, but at what point do we say this just isn't working? Because we tried this before, and what have we really changed? But we'll talk more about it next week. Hopefully it does get better. If not, once again, my Chicago Bulls is going to get another victory. Oof. Poor Celtics. We'll be back. A little column A, a little column B.